How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Music Rules episode number 22. How's two, it two. going, everybody? Welcome to Music Rules episode number 22. Someone call Ch- Tchaikovsky because I got a tutu over here. <laughs> Someone, it's ballet time. Yeah, it's yep, it's definitely ballet time. And how fitting that we should be talking about somebody whose brother is in the ballet. As he talked about on one of his songs in his really? album two, yes, brothers in the no ballet, um, uh, fr- freaking out the neighborhood or something. Yes, his, uh. his brother is actually in the ballet, and of course we are talking about Michael Della Marcos. Michael Della Marcos. How can you know that? This is this is my pick, and you have all the cool facts. You have all the cool facts. Would this it surprise right. you to know that I was an avid reader of the Mac DeMarco subreddit for a good few years? Uh, how about that? I bet that was a joyful place to hang out. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, everyone was very chill. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, so, how long have you known Michael Della Marcos? When did you first hear him? I first heard him in high school, so probably in like 2011 or something. Um, oh, right. I went to his concert in probably 2013 or 2014. And then I saw him again in concert in like 2018 or something. Yeah, I was, cool. a, um, I was a big fan. Probably more of his earlier albums than his like later stuff. But um, I just, I always enjoy kind of what he has to offer. It's, uh, it's kind of this unique thing. Spawned a bunch of uh, inferior clones, but I think he's still oh, absolutely <laughs> a talented songwriter, and he he just does his thing um, better than anyone else. So yeah, mm. it's nice. A bunch of inferior clones, uh, which I will probably be part of that when I show my song at the end of the episode. Can't wait. Uh, that I've written in the style of Mac, and hey, that's the first time we've actually mentioned that at the beginning of an episode. We wow. should do that more often. Yeah, we always write a song in the style of the artist that we are talking about. Mm. And no, that's not a joke. That's really for real. It's really for real. We've done it for 22 weeks now. Yes, and it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, and it's the bit where everyone drops off. But hey, I see you picking up your phone. Don't change it because uh, you, you better wait up because we're going to hit you with some hot Mac, Mac de factos. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I heard Mac, I think it was like 2013, 2014. Yeah. Um, I had a housemate who was really into it. I didn't, I didn't really like him that much at first. Yeah. And then until he released, uh, this song, really nobody, which Um, you first heard, you told me, I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but mm. there was like this really stupid indie rock drama that happened at the time because, Mac DeMarco released a single called Nobody um, off an album called Be the Cowboy, uh, which is the... Is it called Be the Cowboy? Here Comes the Cowboy. Here Comes the Cowboy. Here Comes the Cowboy, which was... So that was like his, you know, his big release, whatever. And basically at the same time or like a couple of weeks before, Mitski had released a single called Nobody, like same Mm. title for the single, of her album called Be the Cowboy. And so everyone's like, oh, Mac DeMarco stinks. We love Mitski. And her dad is definitely not in the CIA. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't know this either. I don't know if that's a thing that's also insane uh, internet conjecture. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, who cares? But like, I know... um, 
like like she's like the daughter of like diplomats right yeah like she grew yeah. up in I think like she's, she's, everywhere exactly yeah she's daughter of yeah. diplomats so people are saying she's cia but yeah it's not real yeah but anyway like yeah. it, you know all the you know people were kind of mad about it not in a yeah, very like, sincere way just kind of yeah in a random kind of bad faith way i don't think yeah, either let, of the artists really a, cared about it let's make a random fight out of this how good is that but um sort of thing so what yeah. I did at the time, I made like a mashup of um, the of Mac DeMarco's song "Nobody" with Mitski's "Your Best American Girl," and chucked it up on YouTube with a visual that my friend made of like uh, it's like Mac DeMarco but with like Mitski's face. It's kind of weird. Um, cool. I'll pu- I'll put it in the app. I saw Mac. Did you know this? Have I told you this story? No. How I saw I saw the man himself. So I was in Brisbane at the end or beginning of 2020 before it all went down. If you know what I mean. Yep. Um, by it you mean COVID. <laughs> yeah, by it I mean COVID. <laughs> uh, and I was seeing Tim and Eric, because the, I had the Tim and Eric show tour. Um, I think it was called something else, but yeah, basically Eric Warheim. Warheimer and Tim Heidecker doing their show. And I was there alone. I'm just going to tell you, like, you did get the names slightly wrong, but I'm not going to correct you. What did I you. do? No, Warheim? it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I want to know now. Tell no, it, me. it is. It is. It's Warheim and then Heidecker. Warheim? Yeah. Heidecker. All right. I know because I know there's a musician called Tim Hecker. Or is it Warheimer uh, and Tim Heideck? Damn it. See, I, I, I got a, I got a housemate called Declan, so maybe just a bit of muscle memory in the mornings. I say, "Hi, Deck. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Deck. How you going?" <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I was. Did I say in the mornings too for a different reason? Keep going. <laughs> I can't wait to think about it later when I edit it. Uh, yeah, I was there completely on my own and just vibing. You know, whatever. I don't mind being alone. I'm, a, I'm a good lonely fella. I go see lots of movies alone. Do lots of things alone. Yeah. And who would I see walk through the door other than Mac DeMarco himself? Wow. Because he was touring in Brisbane at the time, I think for some like festival or something. And um, cool. actually, I know the guitarist from Mac's band because he played with Basil's Kite once, like a really long time ago. Whoa. Like yeah. he, he played in a different band with Basil's Kite or... No, he didn't play in the band. Okay, because that would have been sick. That would have been really cool. Um, No, he played in a band called Tarn Starts Bandit, and it was with with his brother. Um, But anyway, so I I recognized him, and then I was like, oh, I wonder if Mac's here. And then, yeah, sure enough, Mac came in. He was doing the celebrity thing where they wear, like, a cap over their head. Oh, yeah. Incognito um, mode. Incognito mode, yeah. And basically, I, like, fruck out a little bit. I, I, I didn't do anything because I'm too freaking cool. I didn't say hello or anything. Yeah. But then I, I, that, that coolness did not last, let me tell you, Fen, because I was like looking at my seat number and I was like, well, I'm like sitting in a row near Mac DeMarco because I saw where he was and I was going to my seat. Yeah. And as I made my way to the seat, I realized I was sitting directly behind Mac DeMarco. Oh, wow. And I was... Filled with so much uh, 
excitement about that situation. That's cool. That I that I pulled out my phone <laughs> and started filming the back of his head. <laughs> no worse. I I took a photo because I just wanted to send it to um to my girlfriend yeah. and say, "Hey, check it out." Uh but you know how your phone does a thing when it's like dark, it does automatic flash? <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah, so no. I was sitting behind Mac. Oh my god, no! <laughs> this is this is real, and I'll, 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 I think I still have the picture, so I'll, I'll find the picture and yes. put it maybe as Make the episode the, uh, or something. Yeah, the Insta post. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I got this horrible blurry photo because as soon as <laughs> I pressed the button, I was like, oh my god! And I just like whipped it down, and, like, but like for him, like imagine being just like you know incognito mode, trying to chill, yeah, random show, trying to have a good time, and then. Just like suddenly, like the light of the sun behind your head, just some guy, like yeah, fifteen centimeters away from your head with a phone. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, can it I was, quickly tell cool. you about a, a random uh, celebrity interaction? And I don't yeah. mean to one up you here, but no, do it. I did. Um, I I saw. Rebel Wilson was at the tennis in Sydney, like when there was a tennis tournament in Sydney that I was attending. And yeah. because she was dating a tennis player at the time, and so she was like watching him play doubles on this kind of random outside cause, like very small. And uh, as I walked into uh, the to watch the doubles, I realized that I was about to sit directly next to Rebel Wilson. So I sat oh my God. directly next to Rebel Wilson for about 30 minutes. And... <laughs> There was, like, paparazzi, like, taking photos of her and stuff. And so you can kind of see, like, my arm in, like, some of the photos. Um, but the way that I tried to take a photo of her was I I pressed the video, like, record button on my phone. And then I closed my case. And then I pretended to be clapping a point while holding my phone still. But then when I looked at the video, like, you absolutely cannot see anything. Like, you have no idea. You can't, it's just, like, blur. It's just total blur. Uh, but, yeah, that was my Rebel Wilson interaction. Oh, that's so much more intense than mine. <laughs> I mean, m- maybe not, though, because she sort of probably didn't notice it happened. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, how, that's the thing. How do you deal with uh, celebrities? Like, I know you're a massive Rebel Wilson fan, like. Yeah, I'm a huge rebel head. <laughs> <laughs> I had a website in uh, 2009 called Rebel Without a Wilson. <laughs> .tumblr.com. <laughs> nice, nice. Big fan of uh, rebel sport. That is the sport of uh, taking photos of Rebel Wilson. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, Classic big fan sport. of Wilson soccer balls. Hmm. Mm. Should we mm. talk about this music? Yeah, let's talk about the music. Um, okay, so we'll start with. Or should we talk maybe... about Mac DeMarco in general? Because there's a lot to say. I have a lot to say about it. But yeah, have you ever seen him well, perform live? I have not. But, okay. Oh, actually, no. I've, I've I've seen I've seen a few videos. So I saw one of um, him doing Blackbird. Yeah. Have you seen that? It's no. like a live version of Blackbird that he does like with one of the bandmates. Yeah. And the guy's like <laughs> the guy's like not like a really hot singer, like he's just kind of like sounds pretty Oh yeah. off off key, but it's so funny because it's basically like the first refla- refrain of Blackbird. 
Yeah. And then it just goes extremely distorted and this guy's like screaming over the top. <laughs> and it's like performing to like thousands of people as yeah. well. Yeah, I find the yeah. disconnect between his recorded music and his live show to be like the most mind-boggling thing. It's so funny. I, I feel like you specifically would really enjoy his live show. Uh, but both times that I saw him live, I was like, well, this is like kind of too much and too much for me. And like there were obviously right. lots of really nice moments. He played like a lot of his songs, but then there was also like... 15 minute minute medley of like really random covers like really really sloppily badly done like all just blended wow. together <laughs> and then he was like i don't know just like you know like kissing like a random audience member this like old lady who came up on stage <laughs> and like i don't know like it was really it was really wild and really crazy and all of his teen fans who dressed like him were going absolutely berserk like which is so weird when you listen to his music and it's just like chill and nice and like all this mm. just good classic songwriting. I feel like if he performed mm. live, I don't know if he would still do that or like if he still does that, you know, in the past couple of years, but he seems like he's gotten a bit older, so maybe not as much, but I don't know. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that with this album because that's kind of like a big theme with this album. But yeah. um, I saw like a TikTok and someone said that he'd like stuck like a, like his thumb into his butt. Yeah, I just think like a drumstick as well. Yeah, this was stuff that I think he did a while right. ago. Like, yeah, it's he would just kind of go a bit, I think, a bit insane on stage. I think mm. part of it is like wanting to give people a show and then also just... I think he did that while playing um, uh, Beautiful Day by U2, <laughs> which is... <laughs> it's a good comment. Yeah, the one yeah, cover great. that I remember he did when I saw him live, he did a cover of... Uh, is it a thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton? Is that the one? It's like you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you tonight. Um, but he just changed all the lyrics, so it was just it, the only line was making my way downtown. So it's just like <laughs> making my way downtown, making my way, making my way downtown, and then it was like if I could make my, my way, way downtown. downtown. <laughs> that was pretty. That's a good. That's pretty freaking funny. Yeah, like it was funny, but That's then it was also bit. like kind of scary and like I don't know, just kind of weird at, at points. It was mm. like a very like psychedelic experience. It didn't feel real at times, mm. um, which is interesting. Don't fully mm. condone all of it, but um, you know, it was cool. It was, mm. I, you know, it was. I, however, having never seen it, condone all of it blindly. Yes. So come at me. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what I'm agreeing to here. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, okay, cool. I, t yeah. I, I redact all of it. But yeah, it's he's kind of like he's got a bit of like. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I saw him at Tim and Eric, right? Like he's yeah. got a bit of that Eric Andre or definitely you know, Eric Tim Andre and Eric kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of this prankster, humor. kind of surreal vibe to it. Yeah. But then the music is just so peaceful and you feel yeah. so heard by the music. It's so mm -hmm. intermittent. Yeah. It's just like, well, yeah, we... like, let's dig in. Let's do the, let's listen yeah. to some music. 
Let, let's let's kick off with nobody. Okay. Is that cool with you? That's cool with me. Finn, listen up. I just yes. discovered something completely wacky about that song while it was playing. Yes. So you sent me a message on Zencaster. It says, it's like perfectly in between two different keys. Correct. And I was like, hmm, let me investigate this. So I tuned my guitar and I just put the A string down a little bit. 
and then I found out where the A string was in tune so that it would be perfectly in the key of E flat. Yeah. Can you just hazard, just make a guess. What do you think Mac DeMarco is tuning his A to in this song? Pick any number. Um, f- oh my God. Oh, so stressful. 480 hertz. <laughs> down. You got to go down. Oh, A down. equals. Yep. A equals 400 hertz. You got to go up. Oh my God. 412 hertz. You got to go up. 430 hertz. 430 what? Sorry, you cut out 430, there. 432 hertz? He is tuned to A equals 432 hertz. Oh, wow. Cool. So a bit of context for music in general, I guess. So most musicians will tune to A equals 440. It kind of became a standardized thing in the last like 50 years or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Internationally standardized. Um. There's some weird people who think that tuning A to 432 uh, because 432 is a number that's divisible by nine uh, gives some sort of healing properties. Oh my God. And I'm here as a microtonalist and as a music therapist to tell you that it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't do anything. You're freaking busting myths on this episode. I'm busting myths and I'm making enemies. But yeah, it's, it's complete fabrication. It does nothing. There's heaps of great videos about it, like the Adam Neely one I would recommend. But um, yeah, yeah. for some reason, Mac is tuned to A equals 432. I wonder, because so, uh, I feel like he's the kind of person that changes the speed of his songs a lot using like tape machines. So yeah, true. I feel like it's probably just a speed change thing rather than uh, tuning his guitar to some weird uh, Hertz right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my like guess. A coincidence or... You think it's like I think a, it's just a coincidence, but maybe there's more to the story, and maybe we need to dig deeper. Yeah, we need to go deeper. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's really weird because I swear I've played along with this song before and hadn't noticed that. Unless well, your been guitar was down. was out of tune, buddy. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably was. It's um, also possible that he um, changed the speed of the song for the music video. I think he's done that before. Yeah, as well. yeah, maybe. Hang on, maybe while while I'm here, I'm just going to do a little. A little check. Nobody, Mac DeMarco. A little searchy search and I'll compare the two. So, this is the the original. Yes, I was right. I was right. Oh, no, actually, I'm not sure if I'm right. Because at the end of the music video... Yeah. The end of the music video has 20 seconds of a random outro where they're ordering pizza. Mm. Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, um, anyway, that that aside... Yes. uh, it's a really cool song. I remember when it came out, I had a friend at work and um, when I when I was talking to her about this song, she was just like, what a crap song. Like, minimalism is out. Like, he's just kind of showing how, you know, how off the pulse he is and how he's like kind of washed up, which is ironic considering the content of the album. Um, yeah. And then I listened to it and I was like, I like this jam. It's so it's, it's so it's delicate nice, yeah. and so so like whispery and so um yeah it's it's intimate it feeling. shows yeah it shows such restraint yeah and I think absolutely. that's a really clever thing across this whole album it's very restrained I haven't heard a guitar be muted that much ever in music 
aside yeah. from this song. Yeah, and I th- it's feel like, it's like um, there. he's like a good example of yeah of this kind of restraint, kind of less is more approach. Like a lot of songwriters, mm. when they become famous, they feel the need to become bigger in terms of their production and their orchestration and their arrangement. But I feel like he never really did that. He never really expanded no. his focus to where he was doing stuff that he couldn't do himself in his own studio. Yeah. Um, which is really nice and it fits the music too because it's not like he's talking about these like really big ideas. Um, he's talking about like universal kind of relatable themes um, and it's almost in this like he's using simple words to talk about um, these things as well or like simple mm. phrases. Um, I wrote in my notes it's like a naive kind of style of writing similar to somebody like jonathan richmond who i don't know if you've ever mm. heard jonathan richmond but no. um similar like it's almost this like childlike approach to uh writing lyrics which i find quite you know beautiful in its own way hmm. very earnest as well yeah it is very earnest and it's very thin like you can yeah. sit down you can name every single layer in these tracks quite easily yeah just guitar bass i think i think it's like one electric guitar in the center and then two acoustics panned left and right oh that's and nice. then bass and drums yeah simple drums that and comes then in, <laughs> in, in, in the subtly. choruses i think yeah yeah um yes i'm really interested because apparently this, this entire album was just recorded at his house yeah with like a home studio which yeah, makes, makes me think low production, but then, you know, he's probably got a bunch of money. His home studio oh, yeah, looks nothing point. like our home studios. Yeah, yeah. My home studio. Oh, God, you do not want to see what it looks like right now. <laughs> Ooh, I have seen <laughs> My home it. studio is just a microphone, essentially. <laughs> mm. And that's all you need, baby. That's all you need. It's got um, us 22 episodes deep, so. That's true, yeah. Should we talk about the lyrics a bit? Did you have thoughts yeah. about the lyrics? Yeah, let me get the lyrics up. I feel like it's kind of like a commentary on fame or becoming famous. It's like there's no turning mm. back to nobody. There's no check- second chance, no third degree. And it's, mm. um, you know, I'm the preacher. I guess he is kind of the preacher to a uh, select um, portion of the youth. Or mm. I guess they were the youth at one point and maybe not anymore. Um, yeah. You know, let it go, reel it in for the creature on television. Is he talking about Jimmy Fallon? Is he talking about, you know, <laughs> having to make hits so that he can be on a late night talk show with Jimmy Fallon? Is Jimmy Fallon the creature? Jimmy Fallon, oh the alcoholic? Goodness. It's got to be him. Who else <laughs> could it be possibly be? Yeah, it's so got to be J- JF. Yeah, and I feel like Jimmy Fallon, he kind of looks like the lizard that uh, Mac DeMarco is in the uh, music video. So there's something there's something to that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, the lizard is a funny decision. It made a whole lot of people really uncomfortable. But it's like... Yeah, the comments have been turned know. off on the video. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know why. It, Maybe that goes back to the Mitski thing. It's a real kind of like lazy video, but like in like a good way. Like you yeah. just, you can tell it was just sort of like, hey, uh, I got this cool makeup artist and yeah. they're going to go and do my makeup and then I'm going to be in front of a black background and then sing my song. And then at the end... um like a Japanese person with pink hair is going to point well, at the camera Well, that is the makeup artist, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> I'm cool. guessing, but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That I don't would know make, for sure. That would make sense. I'm assuming there's two people involved in the making of this video. Oh, yeah. no, three. 
Yeah, and one of them is the makeup artist. One of them is his girlfriend, and one of them is him. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, what what did, what did his girlfriend do? Does say camera Which... by Kira. Okay. And uh, I'm pretty uh, sure that's his girlfriend because there is a, a track called K on this album mm. that I, th- I maybe it's dedicated to Kira. Oh, I th- <laughs> it's so funny. I had a completely different reading on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Did, did I pick that one to it? talk about? You let's, did. Maybe but, we'll uh, head into it. Yeah, should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. As the years blow by, baby more I come to know myself more it seems my love grows for you Surely I'd be dead, baby Had I gone with someone else For this or more my love's owed to you Okay Anytime it feels as though my love has gone away Settle down, turn around Take this song Let it play Know your heart, baby. Still, so much for me to learn. And as I do, my love stays with you. Surely I'd be done, baby. Had I made another turn Glad the turn that I made Was you Okay Anytime it feels as though My love has gone away Settle down, turn around Take this song Let it play Anytime it feels as though My love has gone away Settle down, turn around, 
Take this song Let it play I love the um, the sounds of us both trying to work out a song that isn't in a tuning we can play. Yeah. I think no, that... That was um, such a struggle. Actually, what you said before about people tuning to 432 because they think it has healing properties, I think Mac DeMarco is fully down that rabbit hole because this song was also in a completely weird uh, tuning mm. and not in terms of like a tuning system, but just like mm. tuning everything to, you know, slightly lower than our standard, mm. you know, tuning. It might even be, might even be not... 432 i don't know because i tried to tune to 432 lower than that yeah it and sounds it was more still not... off than eight hertz i don't even know how mm. many how many cents is eight hertz i have no idea uh it depends it depends on which um or how high or how low you are well like um, like from 440 to 432 like how how many uh cents would that be jack um, tell me now this uh, is your test as a micro maybe, you have oh, five seconds. Crap. Five, four, three, two, can you, one. Can you, can you count the seconds slower? Five, Mississippi. Four, Thank you. Mississippi. That's more like it. Three, okay, Mississippi. Four, thirty-two. Two, Mississippi. Hertz. One, Mississippi. Four, four. Okay, I can tell you the answer. Yes. Okay, so... Wait, can I tell you the answer? What even, What is this? Oh, hang on. No, it didn't work. Okay, wait. I can. Can you count again? Sorry, <laughs> this will be Five really good listening. Mississippi, four Mississippi, three Mississippi. Okay, the answer four is Mississippi, four Mississippi. The answer is thirty-one point seven six 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 five cents. Wow. Okay. And it so sounds like it sounds like this. Ready? Wow, that is the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. Thank you. It's the, it's the. Uh, God, I need to stop it now. It's the. Um, that's the difference between 440 and 432. So it's approximately like a third of a semitone. Yeah. That's um. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean, it completely has no bearing on how the music sounds or is interpreted. No, it just <laughs> makes it annoying to figure out. Essentially, it just makes it annoying um, to play. Maybe that was part of it. Yeah, he's sick of the imitators. Yeah, I mean, didn't the spirit of the beehive person do that? Yeah, they made a a song yeah. that was steadily declining in pitch, mm. like by a tone over the course of four minutes or something, which would be such a pain. That's a that's a great joke. Yeah. I've got to admit, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm into so the as mean. a joke. Yeah. yeah. Um. This yeah, is a lovely so, song, though. Yeah, I. Lovely I had ballad. I feel like, like I've always just loved this song, but um, I I thought it was like a, like just like the word K, like sending it to each other as just like a, because often I like just send K to people in messages, and it's annoying yeah. apparently. And I thought yeah, the song was kind of that about that. <laughs> really annoying. I used to do it all the time when I had a like a non-smartphone. And I remember yeah. doing it to somebody one time. <laughs> to a message that required definitely a lot more than that. I, I wrote K and then I sent it kind of as a joke. And then my phone mm. died. And then they were really mad at me. <laughs> I thought the chorus of this with K was like kind of like the equivalent of someone getting a message from like a loved one 
and just going like K, like going like, can't believe you just sent me the letter K, like K, anytime. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Feels as though my just love like, is kind of this, this desperation of like, yeah. <clears throat> and then all, all you get back is K from a person. That's yeah. so funny. I've just been listening to this song completely. No, it's completely just wrong. a tribute to, uh, it's a really nice song, you know, for his girlfriend. Anytime it feels mm. as though my love has gone away, settle down, turn around and take this song and let it play. Let it play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably okay. the most like kind of it's very sweet, thin song. Very sincere. It's it's like like texturally, yeah, just, it's just a voice and guitar. Yeah. I yeah. like the chord progression. It feels kinda very classic, very kinda like jazzy. There's a couple of like classic mm. little songwritery tricks that he does. He's got the yeah. there's some two five the tonic. He always does the four to the minor four to the one he likes to use mm -hmm. a minor four macta marker mm -hmm. he also likes to use a diminished seven chord as in his cadences so like mm -hmm. i think in the chorus it's kind of like time it feels as though which is the two five one our love is gone but then it does like an interrupted cadence so two five six and then to the diminished seven yeah and that and that diminished seven that is where, where is that rooted is that on the flat six? That's just on the seven. Oh, right. On the... Oh, wait, no, no, you're right. Oh, my God. It's not a... Yeah, the root node yeah. I was playing just then was on the flat six. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess it's a diminished it, seven in third inversion or something. Yeah. And, and another real classic thing is he'll start every verse on... um Or, or every, like, kind of, like... A or B section will begin on the four for a lot of his songs, um, mm. which is kind of a bit of a trope for a lot of songwriters, yeah. including me. Um, I mean, one four is just like yeah. the ultimate chord progression. There's there will never mm. be a better chord progression than one to four. Yeah, and then if you start the next section of the song with the four instead of the yeah. one, that's how you know it's a new section. Yeah, you know yeah, baby. this is this is the bread and butter of music, yep. and. When you get to know it, you realize that songs are pretty easy. Similar. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, similar. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's just, as Ed Sheeran said in his lawsuit, like, there are building blocks upon which, you know, you know, pop music is founded. And so it's ridiculous to sue somebody for using, like, one, three, four, five as a chord progression, you know? Yeah. He's right. Let's yeah. get it on. Take me I'm thinking about how we. I, I, I was actually uh, right where we are. Yep. Speaking of which, I was actually talking with uh, one of the teachers at school I work at. Are you familiar with the song from Toy Story called Woody's Roundup? No. So it was on the special features of Toy Story too. And uh, basically, uh, what it? he's the he's the rootinest tootinest cowboy in the wild west, and that's oh. of course the same as like we, we found, found love right where, where we are. He's the rootinest tootinest cowboy in the wild west. Well, I don't know how much you read about the Ed Sheeran lawsuit, but one of the things that he did as his like defense was he got up and he sang a, a medley of like 
a hundred different songs this. that yeah. all use that chord progression, which I think is awesome. You know, you'd be so thrilled as a jury member. You'd be like, finally, I get to listen to some freaking music. And I, not I, just I would... the way they do these lawsuits. Sorry to go off on a tangent, but this it's no, the no, most go, insane go. thing in the world to me. The way they do these lawsuits, they look at the sheet music for <laughs> like different songs. It makes no sense. Like the sheet music of Ed Sheeran's song is similar to the sheet music of Marvin Gaye's song, if you transpose it. Like that is so it's so ridiculous. Like Yeah. Like the most important distinguishing feature of like pop songs, I guess is melody, but then tone colour, like the timbre, the way a song sounds, like that is what really distinguishes something. Like mm. I don't know. Anyway, but it, I'm glad that he it, won the lawsuit and um, you know, the lady who was uh, trying to get money off him, who fainted on the first day, I wish her a speedy recovery. And I also wish for her to never engage in such a uh, litigious uh, matter again. <laughs> yeah, such a... Because that would set such a horrible precedent, right? Oh, yeah. Like if we were to live in a world where like progressions are trademarked, I mean... I, I guess in a way, if you're like tuning your guitar down to a, like A equals whatever, or you're like playing microtonally, it's kind of a way of protecting you from it a little bit. Yeah. In a sense. Or just using but, weird um, chord progressions. But like if you want to write a pop song, like you're not going to use mm. like weird chord progressions. Um, no. Not generally. And yeah. you shouldn't either. You know, it's you're, you're aiming no for universality and like generality and like there's all this mm. stuff you can do within that and like that's its own skill like ed sheeran is good at writing those types of songs um Let well should we should we propel into what have we got left we've got all our yesterdays <laughs> J. 
like sad these lyrics so melancholy. it's almost sad yeah i like it's how he sad. really brings the audience in through his use of pronouns like he's often talking about us or we or you not mm. so much talking about i as songwriters we you know tend to say yeah. a lot of i but he he really mixes it up nicely and it kind of makes you yeah gets you you know yeah and it's kind of like like he's like a an aging rock star, right? Which yeah. is like a very particular thing that we can't relate to that much. Um, Not really, yeah. Or maybe maybe you can. Well, I'm aging in reverse. I got that Benjamin Button syndrome. Nice. Yeah. Um I have normal aging and, and I could slightly relate. I have the opposite um, of Benjamin Button syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the opposite of benjamin button syndrome just... it's uh it's aging normally <laughs> there's gotta be a name for this there's gotta be a name for it um all of our yesterdays have gone no nice use of I'll... a six four bar there is that a six four bar all, all of our yesterdays have gone now two three four right it's Uh. like one and two three and four five and six one two three oh okay yeah in all of our yesterdays have gone now melody it's kind of like follow well i mean we've talked about this heaps but following the rhythm of the words yeah as opposed to the rhythm of the melodic phrasing 
Mm. Very nice. Very nice job. I, I like the I like Mackle's the texture of this one. You know his name's actually M- M- Macbriere? Wow. Mac- yeah, I think... M- Macbriere? I read an interview with him like saying that he always thought his grandmother was speaking Italian, but actually she was just like speaking French. <laughs> like Quebecois, <laughs> like Canadian French. Oh, okay. So funny. Yeah, because he's, he's Canadian, hey. Yeah. So funny. I, I apologize to all of the Canadians who I just assume are American a lot of the time. I guess they are. They're North American. True. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I like this. I like this sorry, tune no, because sorry. of its, because uh, of its big disparity between sections. Yeah. Like the first bit, all our yesterdays are gone now. It's kind of like, and I think this is like the last track of the album. No, second last or something like that. It's up there. Anyway, yeah, it's it's sort of like the the message of kind of like loss and getting older and all this stuff is uh well established and it's like you kind of hit over the head over it, but then it's got this really positive chorus refrain. That don't mean yeah. your dream is over, that don't make your heartbeat slower. That's such very a shame comforting. to complain. Yeah. It is comforting. It's good. Yeah. And I feel like my my work friend who really didn't like this album when it came out, maybe she'd like it now because it's been f- nearly four years. And as yeah. you get older, I feel like these things hit different. Can I, I like read you really some do. of these genius annotations? Yes, So please. somebody wrote, so, and that don't mean your dream is over and that don't make your heartbeat slower. Somebody wrote, this means that success is indifferent when it comes to income, age, race, etc. As long as we have the drive, commitment, and passion to do so, our dreams can be pursued whenever and however. And it has minus, minus one. <laughs> Was that you, Fen? Be honest. Minus one upvotes. Did you download? Did you downvote this this person? <laughs> no, I didn't. You've spoken before about your distaste for these people, these genius people. I hate these genius people, but this guy corrected him. Given the context of the rest of the thong, the rest of the thong. The rest of the thong. Jesus Christ. What is this? What am I, Uh, Cisco? Given the context of the rest of the song, I thought Mac meant something more along the lines of not seeing your life as hopeless because of one event getting you down. It's kind of more right. That has 14 upvotes. Not sure I'd go that far. Yeah. Isn't it like, I don't know, sometimes these people, you're like, what are you doing? Like, do you ever get that feeling? Like, are you are you a comment reader, Fen? I read Are you comments, a person yeah, who yeah. reads comments? Oh, so do I. I. And I'm just like, I'm like, who are these people? people? Are so and why? And they're so, yeah, not to be mean. They're, they're so certain. They're so sure of themselves. No, be mean. It's like a... I don't know. Every now and then I just find myself watching a video and then just absentmindedly reading what people have got to say. And I don't ever comment on stuff anymore, really. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I guess it's just young people, maybe. Yeah, my my it's new really, favorite really thing is like going into like YouTube premieres or like YouTube live stuff where like um, there's like a little chat room and like yeah. getting going insane in uh in the chat room that is really fun yeah like there was a chat room for um for some reason i was like awake when post malone's uh, tiny desk concert was about to premiere <laughs> um <laughs> let me see if i can find 
Did you have any friends in the chat room or or did you post alone? I was making friends in the chat room, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, post alone. Get out of here. I I wrote, maybe his tattoo is a sheet music for his band. Something to think about. That's such an online thing to say. I really I wrote, like it. Posty got that kind of head and hair where you could look at him upside down and it's still kind of work. <laughs> and then just a lot of uh, other nonsense. <laughs> that's that's the sort of shenanigans that we uh, that we need to promote this pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more silliness. We should start yeah. fights. Yeah. But the, the, the silly kind where you don't have to hurt anyone or be hurt. No, yeah. You, you know the kind. The goofy yeah. ones. The goofy kind. Um, yeah, Do you I like. Hear... Yeah. Sorry, you go. I was just going to say, I like the, the use of the four chord in this song. He really sits on the four for a long time, almost to the mm. point where you feel like you're in a G Lydian. Hmm. Yeah, All for that. Yesterday's gone. Now. Yeah. Whatever. That 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 that's what I mean. It holds you in that really, in it really that, sits that, that suspended space. It's yeah, it's he, so it, like stagnant, I guess, by the end of it, and that's what makes the chorus hit so much harder. Well, the chorus also starts on the four. Mm. And that don't mean. And then he doesn't dream. stay in the tonic for very long. He sit. He goes to the tonic for like a second, and and then he goes back to the four. It's like da 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 da. Like it's just Mm. goes straight. Like he just he never sits on tonic for long at all, which is fun because that's part of the fun of the one four progression is the ambiguity, like Mm. between like what is the kind of what's the yeah what's the tonal center? Yeah, of course the overall tonal center is is D in this case, but he really makes you feel like you're in G for a lot of it. Mm. I feel like that 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 chord progression the. I feel like I don't really hear that very often in music. It's like a yeah. four, two, five. Green alloy is over. It's such a shame to complain when all of our yesterdays are gone away. Yeah, that's the thing. It kind of go, it resolves back to the root and then it goes immediately to like a seven. Yeah, he uses like, like a one seven, seven chord, that. like dominant seventh, which would lead nicely to the chord four, which is like Sometimes, five, seven, and four. This is like just like a little like, I don't know, just a side thing. But I feel like sometimes when people do stuff like that, like they land on a root and then they put naked a seven, it's like it's like being goofy last minute in a photo when you're smiling, like <laughs> and sticking your tongue out, like... Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a bit like that. It's like it's this kind of like of that a... ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about going to the seven all the time in those songs, but it's nice here, I guess. No, well, here it's leading to the four. Yeah. Like that that sort of thing, I don't think is cheesy. Do, well, do, 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 does he finish opinion. it on the on, on a seven? No, I think he just finishes on I listen D, back. D major chord. Yeah, just a big D major. Yeah, yeah. just a big D. <laughs> do you want to hear my song, Ben? I'd love to. All right. I did this 
I've been pretty flat out. Mac de Majorca. Mac de Majorca. Did I spell it wrong? No, no, I'm just saying, like, because he likes D major. Mac de Major. Mac de Majorca. I also said the funniest Mackle joke I've ever. <laughs> Mackle de Morker before. Like, Mackle de Morker thrift shop kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. Like I'm going to play some Ds. I got a D7 in my pocket. Go to four now, then to the half diminished. Being Mac DeMarco's awesome. Really awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you've been flat out. You've been working on the song. I shouldn't distract you. Yeah. No, it's all right. I actually really felt like seeing um, like a, a Mac DeMarco parody of Thrift Shop by Macklemore. So thank you. Yeah. Um, Should have done it in the style of Mac DeMarco. I was like a coiled spring. I'm going to uh, buy some times. Got $20 in my pocket. This is so <laughs> freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a beautiful voice, Mac DeMarco. People don't talk about that enough. He's got an incredible falsetto. He's got a beautiful voice. You, you know, you know what's really funny about this it's episode like is there's like a there's like a sense of irony in this episode, right? Because yes, this like Mac DeMarco and this album are like so like it's so beautiful and so like poignant and like soft and delicate and special and you know all those things. And then this episode has been like a bit more chaotic and loud and, chaotic. and weird and funny. And that's mm. like the dichotomy between live Mac and an album Mac. Wow. And we've just done we, exactly that. We've embodied all of it. We've embodied all of the spirit. So are you ready for my song? It is tentatively titled yes. um, A Place in Hell. Okay. Can you send it to me? Oh, did I not already the do lyrics. that? Oh, damn it. Oh, no, I, I uploaded it. I um, I don't know if I can send the lyrics because I sort of improv some of it. but That's fine. I, I, I got most of it. I'll shoot it your way. i 
Absolutely brilliant. No, I loved it. Uh, it's got this like kind of cheesy, ironic drum sounds in it that um, I feel like Mac DeMarco does a lot of the time. That we didn't part of his music that we didn't exactly talk about. Mm. Kind of these like kind of fun cheesy sounds. Yeah. Um, that was really nice. And did you change key in the uh, in the chorus? Um, I was trying to figure it out. May- maybe it's... unintentionally. I I, I think it, it should really be an smoothly. A. Yeah. The whole I, thing I, is an A. I, I did the thing where I started on the four um, and just held that. No, the five? You started on E, remember. yeah. Yeah. Because I thought it was like an E and then, yeah, the chorus was kind of like an A. So mm. maybe you took it one step further. Maybe you modulated to the the chord four in the chorus. I could have. But could um, have whatever you crazy. did, it works really nicely. Yeah, <laughs> cheers. I got um some Australian bird sounds because that's another thing that's on his album that we didn't talk about. Yeah, field recordings. Um, yeah. Very um, nice. Another thing that I forgot to talk about about Mac and that song and this song and my song and the drums. Oh, what was it? Oh my goodness, I was out of my head. Oh well. Um, yeah, I I sort of I tried to copy the production style a bit, just like yeah. one vocal, um, drums, guitar, a synth. I'm using a synth that's kind of a bit janky sounding. Yeah, yeah, I way. like the janky synth. Hmm. Mm. And um, yeah, I should have called it Jack DeMarco. That's great. You should call it Jack DeJaco. Jack DeJaco. Jack DeJaco. Um, the second verse was kind of written about sitting behind Mac at the Tim and Eric show. Oh, you sat yeah. behind a man you knew well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very and how nice. it was crazy, the very like parasocial feeling behind this man. Yeah. That's funny. La- laughing at the same time as him and kind of being like, <laughs> it's almost like we're laughing together, isn't it? We're laughing together as one, Mac. Me and Mac laughing. <laughs> Do you want to come back to my Airbnb in Brisbane, Mac? 
Maybe, maybe Mac, you could come over to my house with my very racist Brisbane Airbnb hosts. Oh my goodness gracious. That could be very good. All right. See you next time. Uh, rate us five stars. <laughs> rate us five stars. Follow us on the gram. Send us a oh, message. Please. Let's party. Oh my God, Let's please. tango. Okay. Bye. Bye.